This is Mindful Mostly, a show for those of us who are mindful, you know, most of the time. It's all about living your best life in the most down-to-earth way possible. I'm Andrea Collins. Do you feel like you're losing your creative muscle? Or maybe you just haven't been flexing it enough, too much screen time, too much Netflix, work, and not enough playtime? On today's episode, founder and designer of Hockley Jewelry. I am obsessed with Hockley Jewelry. I've been wearing it for years. Beautiful stuff. Jillian Johnson is on the show. She's honestly one of the most interesting and inspiring people I know. We don't know each other that well, but I follow her closely on Instagram. I've been a fan of her her, her jewelry, like I was saying. Um, her and my husband know each other, which you'll, you're going to hear coming up in the episode. But I just find her really inspiring because she is living a life that I just find to be different from the everyday. And it's because she made it happen. Not only is she a creative entrepreneur, but she spends the majority of her time living off the grid in a yurt. She's going to help us today get our creative juices flowing. But first, let me ask you a question. Do you love great sleep? For me, I 100% eat a solid seven hours to bring my A game, but it's something a lot of us forget about is the quality of our mattress, which we spend, listen to this, one third of our lives on. When was the last time you changed your mattress? Our friends at PolySleep, that's a Canadian sleep company, have a great offer to help you improve your sleep, but more on that later in the episode. So a wise person once said, your comfort zone is the great enemy of creativity. Creativity is a natural extension of ourselves, but part of ourselves that we can so rarely tap into as we, you know, air quotes, grow up. I saw a, someone said that um, creativity is intelligence having fun. It's true. It takes a sense of, of bravery, um, the kid in you, um, giving yourself that time to express your creative side. So Jillian is here today to give us some tips on how to get creatively inspired. Some of the rules she's following around screen time, which we all need to hear, and her need for nature, which I know so many of us share. But first, okay, so we all know how important a good night's rest is. We were talking about that before. I mean, we spend a third of our entire lives sleeping after all. And I know how easy it is to get caught up in wanting the latest phone release or renovating the bathroom. But let me ask you this. How long has it been since you upgraded your mattress? Think about it. We spend so much time sleeping, but usually take for granted how we care for and treat our bodies when it comes to getting really great sleep on a consistent basis. So our friends at PolySleep are on a mission to change that by offering the best possible mattresses for rest and recovery. They also made Canada's top 100 fastest growing companies in 2020. So they are clearly making great products that help their customers sleep better. We have a special 25% off code for you, but it's only active for a short time. So put aside the bathroom reno for now. Head over to polysleep.ca today and save 25% off with the code mindful and get the sleep that you deserve today. All right, let's talk to Jillian. Right, we are joined by Jillian of Hockley Jewelry. Hi, Jillian. Oh, hi there. <laughs> I'm so glad you're on the show because I've been wanting to get you on literally forever. Um, I fell in love with your jewelry a few years ago 
and I wear it constantly. And it just so happens that um, Jillian and my husband went to <laughs> university together. Oh, yes, we did. Did you yeah. guys hang out in university or kind we of did. the same crowd? Um, yeah, totally. He was actually in my residence. And so I have very vivid memories of uh, Steve uh, from those early days. <laughs> oh, my God. Was that when he had his long, tight, curled hair? Oh, he sure did. And he was, yeah. <laughs> his, like, his, he had a bounce in his step that was, like, just as tight as those curls, too. Yeah. <laughs> I just. <laughs> oh, my God. I believe it. He has his McGill student ID in like our junk drawer in the kitchen. And every time I open that drawer, I'm always going to chuckle because there it is. There it is. Tight curled hair. To describe my husband's hair in university, it was shoulder length and like (laughs) ringlets, which isn't really a good look on a guy. Yeah, I think there was definitely a hair product applied to that as well. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gel on top of it. Hot, hot steam. Um, okay, so tell tell everybody a bit about you, what you what you do for a living, what your life is like these days. Because side note, I wanted to get Jillian on the show just because she's quite interesting, and I'm inspired by the life you're leading. So tell us about you. Okay, so I currently live between Toronto and a yurt, about an hour and a half north of the city, and I'm a jewelry designer. I have spent a lot of time alone this year <laughs> in isolation up at the year because of the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Inland, I, I love to farm and garden, um, travel, a little bit less of that this year. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much my, mm-hmm. me in a nutshell. And then what about Hockley? So Hockley is a handmade jewelry brand. I hand make all the pieces myself. Um, and... I, the process I use for production is lost wax, lost wax casting. So I actually hand carve or mold waxes by hand. Um, And that's my favorite part of the creative process because I feel like I just get to sort of interpret the beauty that I see around me into these little sculptures. And then I work with um, a family owned local business to do the casting of my pieces, which then turns the pieces from wax into metal. And then I do all of the finishing. Yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how we, and so it's intentionally slow made small batch. And I just absolutely, I do love, love making it. And I am totally floored by the incredible people that have come into my life through creating the pieces with you being a great example. I bet. I bet. You know, it's like, Whenever you you get into a community like that, you end up meeting more like-minded people and it just becomes this beautiful group of creative friends all doing different types of of art and, and interesting totally. things. I imagine you have a lot of really interesting friends. Yeah, no, it's amazing. Like I'm completely floored with the interesting, the people that have, that I find out end up being wearers of my work or the people that I get to collaborate with on photo shoots or the owners that of the shops that carry my work they're they've totally been like expanding my perspective and my inspiration and creativity 100 percent. so i i feel like these days you know we're at home we're looking at screens a lot um and in my situation i, I see so many people and follow so many people on instagram that i'm like oh i wish i could do that or oh i want to do that i want to get the supplies and i want to start doing that you know yeah, for instance yeah, yeah. there's a girl right who i follow um who does uh 
she's rug weaving right now, like on a loom. She's making a huge, huge rug. And I thought, oh, I'd love to be able to do that. And what's stopping me from doing that? Nothing. It's just a matter of, well, (laughs) a lot of trial and error, I'm I'm certain, and getting the supplies and then learning. And so, but it feels like there's a lot of, especially with social media, ooh, I wish I could do that. That's so neat that she's doing that, but we don't. You know, so I find that um, it would be really interesting to hear from you, like what gets your creative juices flowing and what gets you motivated to start doing it? Okay. So at first I would say that a lot of times we can be our biggest, um, like our worst enemies. And I suspect perhaps one of the reasons that's, um, uh, that you're not able to just jump right in might be the number of things you're currently juggling. So I always say like, be easy on yourself. And when these things are going to happen, they're going to happen. Um, but so I, what I do, I, so like historically I would have like always told you, Oh, I travel. Like when I travel, I get so inspired and it's because you're just separated from your schedule and from the usual pressures that you have. And you're exposed to all these new, like sights, smells, sounds, everything. And that totally just gives me a rush that makes me feel inspired. But yeah, this past year, obviously that's been less accessible. So it's been really fun to try um, and explore ways of getting those creative juices flowing. And so I would say like, first and foremost, I do go to nature and I like to go to nature alone. So like solo time in nature. And so, cause I find that that sort of like put the phone away the first 20 minutes, my mind is usually still racing. Like that hamster is running on its wheel, but usually 30 minutes into the walk or the hike, I just tend to, yeah, everything calms. And then I tune completely differently at that point. And I start to observe these small details, things around me. Um, And I would say that, yeah, experience like a sense of awe from just allowing myself that sort of time. And then a lot of times too, in nature, I'll collect little mementos, whether it be like a purple leaf um, off an oak tree that's just like a color I've never seen before and I'll like tuck it in my pocket or a, a really cool pebble that's along the side of a stream that has a texture that I just like can't wait to get it like translate into jewelry tuck that away and then I make a point of putting them in little altars like in my creative space so if I don't necessarily like on a day where I'm not feeling that inspired and I don't have time for a three hour solo hike that I can like revisit those mementos and have a tactile experience. And that generally gets things, things flowing. So, and then the other thing I have been doing have, I usually historically would have taken a lot of workshops. Um, so I've been doing a lot of online classes. Um, and cause I just love to, it's, I think it's really important to experiment with, new things that don't even necessarily have to relate to whatever creative project you want to that you want to work on specifically and I I actually feel like I've seen you do it before where it's just like learning how to make nut milk I feel like I've seen that in your your Instagram stories before where you're Mm -hmm. yeah just doing little experiments like that and taking the time to really be present with the ingredients that you're using or like when you're learning a new recipe chop the herbs and like smell them really take the time to smell them and and or cut open a fruit and like observe that seed the seed pattern inside those tend to be the ways that I Mm. late as of late um have been getting my creative juices flowing so it's just you know slowing down attuning pay attention to detail and also just have fun. Like we take, I feel like we all take ourselves too seriously, like myself included. And it's just like play and who cares like what comes out. I like, I, I laugh at if any, if everyone could see the, 
my first pieces of jewelry. Like it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious, you know? So I don't know. Just have fun. <laughs> <laughs> I actually saw a really good quote about creativity. Let me look it up super fast. Creativity quote. And it was something along the lines of creativity is allowing yourself to make mistakes. Art is knowing which ones to keep. Mm, I thought totally. that was kind of cool. Yeah. Yes, yes, 100%. How it's not going to look great all the time, but it's about having fun. And and there was also another quote that actually brought like tears to my eyes. It was that a, like a, being creative, creative in adulthood is the child in you that survived. And I'm just like, mm, oh, it's so oh, true. We totally. get so lost in our day to day. Totally. Um, totally. And like, actually going to make I, I feel the same as you. Uh, I know, right? It's like, it's like, oh my God, we've all lost ourselves in the day-to-day life. Um, I feel the same about nature and I feel the same about solitude in nature um, because I uh, adore, I adore being alone outside and something, of course I love sharing moments with others outside, but I don't get the same, I don't know, energy or peace or connection if I'm with other people. Yeah. I've noticed that about myself the past couple of years. Yeah. Of course, it's lovely to share moments in nature with people, (laughs) but I think you end up, yeah, you you get distracted by their energy and whatever energy you're exchanging in the moment. And so by stripping away that, I think it allows like a deeper attunement to sort of spirit and the natural world. So, um, Curious if you have any rules around screen time. So rules, hard and fast rules, not yet. (laughs) I love the idea of that. And truly and honestly, discipline is a word or a theme that I'm working on for for this year. Um, So talk to me in a year and hopefully I have hard and fast rules. But (laughs) (laughs) I definitely am extremely mindful about um, the impact of technology on my creativity and my mental health. And I feel like it has drastic effects. So I, I like little tricks that I use, or I will actually delete apps from my phone for days, two, three, four days a week. Uh, just so I don't, I yet, I don't yet have the mind control to not open the app and scroll through it. So I actually have to delete it off my phone. And I find that that's been really helpful in decreasing my amount of screen time. I don't have any notifications on my phone. So if things are, I don't like, I I have to engage to know that it's, that there's things there for me. Um, And then actually one practice that I do have around technology is that I, when I am scrolling or, or so some of my, like I tend to tend to do it usually when it's, and in the evening and I'm tired and, you know, you're just scrolling through, I actually make a point of saving all the images that do sort of inspire me or speak to me in that moment. And then a couple months later, when I'm digging into a creative uh, project, I'll actually make the time to go back through all the images that I've saved and see which ones still spark joy and excite me. And I'll make a collage with those that I'll print out. And so I actually have those tangible images with me when I'm going to dig into my creativity. And I think that sort of makes me feel like the scrolling's a little bit less of a waste of time. For sure. I, I do the same thing. I have like, I have one called like home inspo, food spo, but then there's like <laughs> hair spo. <laughs> it gets a little long. Uh, what I've totally. also started doing is I created, um, 
a ghost profile, which I never post stuff, but I follow only people who creatively inspire me and like feel like could expand me a little bit. So there's like like my usual Andrea Collins FM one, but then there's this other one and it's literally just for observing. And so that Mm. one I really enjoy the most because it's it's a lot of interesting people doing interesting things. So um, that's another hot tip. Yeah, And and even being more intentional, exactly like when I'm logging on to this social media platform, what am I, what's my objective? And so I love that idea of like having a ghost profile where you just are like, no, I'm doing it explicitly for inspiration because no doubt there is a ton of inspiration out there. It's just then about like where to set the limits and how to make sure you're actually utilizing that for some sort of good in your life. (laughs) So, Yeah. I also mute the stories of the people who, uh, you know, don't bring me joy. Yeah, no, I think it's important. Yeah. (laughs) So what's it been like running a creative business? Um, So yeah, running a creative business is, I would say, a journey, a meandering path. Um, I feel like running any kind of business requires you to wear a lot of hats and it can be difficult to juggle everything. And often you'll have that sense of like time scarcity. Um, I find it maybe even particularly challenging because creative business requires like a heavy use of right and left brain. And I struggle to go between the two um, at times, Uh, but I do totally love it. And I have been running creative businesses for almost 15 years now. So I like like to think that I (laughs) have learned (laughs) a few things and I, yeah, I feel like historically I was a bit of a workaholic. Um, yeah, a friend was teasing me last week about how, well, yeah, like at pre- in previous projects, I would be hosting friends while like stretching and making the packaging uh, for my jewelry, like on the floor at 11 p.m. at night. And, you know, like that's ridiculous. And that really didn't, that approach <laughs> to work-life balance didn't work that well for me in the long term. So I feel like with Hockley, I was super mindful to have realistic expectations about my growth, about sales growth, also about being really clear with myself about what my determinants of success would be. And so I am really careful to include more qualitative factors like my my mental health, my well-being, my fulfillment, my ability to connect with like a meaningful community that inspires me and like run a business that's aligned with my values. And so all of those factors are actually how I evaluate my success and that has made it a lot easier too and it takes the pressure off and I've enjoyed the process of running this business so much more with that clarity for sure yeah it starts to become what is quality of life truly about and what like what is ego what is quality of life what's actually important to me at the end of the day yes 100% and I feel like I was like more susceptible to that pressure from society, the hustle, you know, the glorification of the hustle and in the past. And now I'm much more clear that I really, at least for me, that doesn't really spark that much joy or happiness. And so it's a lot easier now. Um, So what's it, what's it like living in the yurt? Can you paint a picture of what it's like for us? Okay. So what's it like? I love it so much. Um, I love it more and more every day. And this year has been amazing because it's the most I've spent, the most time I've spent in the yurt. Um, And so I'm happy to say that like the love affair is going well and just getting better and better with each day. Um, It's definitely a lot of work. Um, 
but I feel like maybe like no less work than having a child, <laughs> just a different type of work. Yeah. Train dealing with diapers in the yurt would probably not be the best. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's, I, the, so yeah, the yurt is down a hill, so you can't drive up to it. So I have spent like a lot of the last five years just carrying things up and down the hill all my building materials, everything I need to survive, I, I've carried in and out. Um, yeah, I have no running water, um, no indoor plumbing. So I have a compost toilet out in the woods and I visit that, um, which is like, I love it so much because in the morning, I'm like kind of lazy in the city. Like I'm not going to get out and go for that morning walk, but at the yurt, I have to. <laughs> so I just yeah. love that <laughs> that part of it so much that I'm, so engaged with the elements um up there what else yeah it was a blank slate so yeah when I started your life it was a vacant land so there's absolutely nothing um there wasn't even a driveway so it's been a really really cool process and I've learned a million things because like I didn't grow up on a farm wow. I basically hadn't even like camped maybe the first time I went camping I was 25 so <laughs> when I started doing this I basically knew nothing <laughs> and I've <laughs> That's so cool. So you were just, you were living in the city and then one day you said, I'm going to buy this piece of property and, and go for it. Is that how it went? Uh, there was a couple steps in between. So I had actually volunteered at an urban farm and like the second my hands touched the soil, I was like, oh boy, whoa, what's going on here? <laughs> like there's something profound happening. And, and then I had actually stepped inside a yurt for the first time in my early twenties at a home show, like a trade show type scenario. And I, when I walked in, I was like struck at my core. And I just remember looking at my parents at the time and being like, oh my God, I have to live in one of these. But it was such an abstract idea <laughs> that it was, it was like kind of ludicrous. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, 10 years go by and I start to get that itch that I think there's something out there and I want to explore opportunities um, out of the, like the urban context and just rural settings. And then, so prior to buying the land myself and setting up the yurt, I actually rented a room in this woman's house. Um, and I think within like 24 hours of me arriving at her place, she asked me like, what's your dream? And I was like, uh, I don't know. Mm. I want to live in a yurt. And then, so anyways, it was like a, yeah, I don't even know that that was my, you know, I don't know. It just came out. And then she was like, well, I'll do yeah. everything I can to help, help facilitate that. And so she was sort of like a little, an angel, I would say that helped, that helped me sort of realize my dream. So for maybe two years prior to buying my land and setting up a yurt, I lived in uh, a, like a Lotus Bell canvas circular structure um on her land so that was a really good uh stepping stone I would say to then embarking on buying an actual piece of land and setting up a, a year myself wow so, yeah that's so yeah. interesting the people that you meet along the way who become this catalyst for change and like oh almost like a guide 100 percent. do you keep in touch right. with her yes she's dear and dear to my heart yeah so yeah, the one thing about that area, too, that I have my yard in is that the community and my neighbors are, I call them all my little angels. Like, I would not be able to do what I'm doing without them. So, very, very grateful. Wow. Oh, yeah. 
What a beautiful, beautiful. See, it's like things are so much more worth it when you put in that extra effort. Are you, um, are you excited about gardening season and what are you going to garden? Oh, I am so <laughs> excited about gardening season. <laughs> I am, yeah, I'm going to grow all the vegetables I can. <laughs> and then I'm also going to be working on establishing a food forest this year. So starting to plant some fruit trees and shrubs and other ground cover that are perennial. So yeah, I'm really excited about that. Oh, heaven. What about you? Oh, I like... I, well, I'm, I'm actually, I have my seed catalogs and I've been meaning to order everything because um, some people have said that things are in really short supply, but um, it's because everyone's gotten into gardening in the past year. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I usually do different types. Yeah. Different types of beans, a bunch of lettuces, like spicy mustard yeah. greens, um, all the herbs. Um, I, I find like tomatoes is just not worth the effort. They never work out and squirrels end up stealing them. So I don't do tomatoes, but um, beans, shard, you know, like the pretty easy mm, stuff to grow. Um, carrots. Yeah. But uh, whenever I pluck out the carrots, they're always literally tiny. So I need to figure that <laughs> out. Um, it's a learning experience. It's a learning oh, yes, experience. Yes. I geek out on people on YouTube, though. I follow a couple like Fairyland Cottage, I think is one of them. Another one is um, the Elliott Homestead. And I just have become obsessed with um, homesteaders and gardening. And I also follow follow some women in uh, the UK who do beautiful like English gardening and English gardens, flower gardens. And I'm obsessed. Yes, me too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I spend 50% of my time looking at jewelry and the other 50% of my time staring at vegetables and garden designs. So. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, yeah. hey, um, thank you for helping us all get our creative juices flowing today. And um, you've built a, a, a beautiful life for yourself. And, and I find you to be such an inspiration and just such a joy to talk to. So thanks so much for coming on, uh, on the show today. Thank you so much. It's my absolute pleasure. And I feel the exact same way about you. <laughs> love talking to Jillian. You have to check out Hockley Jewelry. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Hockley.ca online and on Instagram, it's Hockley Jewelry. Also, I will put that in the show notes. Now, we all know the importance of health and safety these days, and that's why we chose to partner with our friends at Polysleep. Their antimicrobial mattresses offer a healthier sleep surface, along with incredible support for better rest and recovery. Make sure to use our exclusive coupon code before it expires, my friends. Head to polysleep.ca and save 25% with the code MINDFUL. All right, that's it for this week. In the meantime, join the community on the gram at Mindful Mostly, and I'll talk to you next time.